Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, fun day. But I gotta say that I'm sad that it's Sunday because that means tomorrow is what? Monday. Back to work. Back to work. How's your weekend been so far? It's been fun. Why? Because I've been hanging out with you. I have seen you every day this weekend. (laughs) That is so true. We have another one of those weekends. What did we do Friday? Friday, we went, well, you went early to the trivia thing because I was running late. Because I needed to so handle pattern, some stuff. Renee. No, not all the time. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not always late. I'm Just a very sometimes. schedule and regimented person. Y- yes, that is I, true. I was meeting other people there, though, too. So, y'all, I did leave Renee. I was like, girl, I'll see you when we get when you get there. And I got there when trivia was over with. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was, yes. Yeah, so, Black History Month still full in effect. Um, so it was a Black History Trivia Night, mm-hmm. um, the HBCU edition, and um, proceeds from the night benefited Morehouse and Howard University um, scholarships for students. Mm-hmm. So it was good. I mean, more black y'all, black y'all, blackity black, 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 black history month. All events. black air thigh. <laughs> so yeah, so that was Friday night. Um, and it was at a Chicago spot at a black-owned restaurant. So, you know, they were definitely, um, made sure they were intentional in choosing that place to support our black-owned businesses. In a fairly predominantly black neighborhood. Yes. And then Saturday, what did you do Saturday? Saturday, I did my freelance job, um, during the day. And I got to mention this because this kind of surprised me. Mm. So I told you about this <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I was at my freelance job just doing my little makeup skincare thing. And this guy walks up to me and he's of the Caucasian persuasion. Mm. And so I was just having a conversation, my normal thing, nothing major. Didn't even think anything of it. We ended up exchanging cards, and I'm totally clueless. Like, I didn't know this guy was flirting with me. And um, <laughs> he's like... Gotta pick up on those signals. Yes. I literally was, like, clueless. <laughs> Picked up on nothing. Make a long story short, he's like, what's your favorite food? And I was like, oh, it's Mexican. Still clueless. So he was like, um, well, I want to I wanna take you out. We're going to go on a date. Oh, okay, we are? You going to be full like that? Mm, okay. Nice looking gentleman. Uh, as I've said before, I am an equal opportunity dater, even Amen. though I am all about black love. Um, I still am an equal opportunity dater. So he's like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, dude, my weekend's already planned. Like, I'm, yeah. She's booked. Exactly. I'm booked, <laughs> I'm booked and busy, boo. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, what about next weekend? I was like, well, we'll see. I don't have anything in the books yet, but, you know, we'll see. So, I'll keep you guys posted as to what's going to go on with the Caucasian persuasion. Okay, swirl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Saturday, I got up and did yoga. Ooh, relaxing. It was very relaxing. It was what my body needed. The struggle Mm -hmm. was real to get me there, but I did get there. 
And then I had a potluck brunch that I attended with some, Mm. yeah, so I have a small group of girlfriends. We do Bible study together through our church, and one of the girls was hosting us at her house, and it was so great, like, and everybody, you know, brought something, Mm -hmm. and um, ended up being there for, like, three, four hours, you know, women just talking about everything from Jesus to boys to (laughs) career. And um, so that was good. And then came home, got a little rest. And then Renee and I reunited again Saturday evening um, for a comedy club event. So got some laughs in and um, some good and interesting times on a Saturday night. Yes. Saturday fun. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Celebrating a friend's birthday who is one of those people who decides to celebrate all month long. (laughs) Literally, your birthday was three weeks ago, but it's still the month of February, so um, they're just like, it's my birthday, so. You know what? I'm Renee not tagged along with me. I, I've done that before. Like, I celebrated literally for a whole month. I was like, okay, you want to take me out? Okay, yeah, I'll go out with you. See, this sucks. This is perfect for people who have, like, his birthday was on the 1st, so that works. Mm-hmm. But my birthday is the 31st, and my birthday is December 31st, so it's at the end of the year. So I would, what would I have to do, like, celebrate all January? You could you do one of two things. You could do a countdown to your birthday because you do a countdown to a new year. But so you can my start in issue, December. as I always say, it's, it's a holiday birthday. And even with the countdown, people are, like, busy and booked for Christmas and everything. Well, if you started the first of the month is what I'm saying. I always get shafted, y'all. Or you could start at the beginning and say it's a new beginning. My birth, It's a new, uh, a new birthday has come to an end, mm-hmm. and it's a new year, so I'm celebrating the whole month of January. So and I do always way. say, you know, my personal new year always falls with the new new year. Mm-hmm. So, okay, y'all, that's it. Next January, y'all going to be celebrating with me all month long. In June, we celebrating the whole month, so <laughs> y'all could be sending me all the birthday wishes. All the birthday wishes. Right. <laughs> And so here we are now. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about when he's ready. Ready for what? Ready to settle down, girl. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we all want to think that there's a difference between when he's ready to settle down in a relationship versus when he's into you. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. Because just because they're into you does not mean it's relationship time. Right. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean, to Renee's point, like what we all like to think, I mean, the term situationship may as well be in the dictionary. Hello? Now, um, but you know, I think most women share and men, you know, it's just a common theme in relationship um, and dating and mating of that whole phase of from when you meet someone to when you're in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. Everyone's got, you know, we're going to be reading some today. The nine ways to know, seven things to look for. (laughs) You know, we're all asking for advice, writing in the podcast, writing in the Dear Abby and asking our mamas and sisters, what do you think? Asking our homeboys for their male perspective because it's like so much in in this whole like, how will I know? And people like, oh, you just know, you know, or he's going to tell you. And I mean, I really think that's what it boils down to is that you'll know when he's ready when 
that happens. He says it or whatever. But yes. it's, we'll talk, let's talk about it. Let's banter. Man, let's banter. I mean, I want to start off with my uh, uh, relationship that I was in. And I was in this relationship. We were friends um, first, and then we started dating on and off in high school. We lost touch for a couple of years, and then we started dating once I moved back here. And things started getting pretty serious, and like I thought that things were going one way, but he was saying no, that you know we are still, you know, we're seeing each other, we're dating, but he wanted to still continue to see other people. But his actions spoke differently, meaning that. He, we were, I was meeting the family. I was having dinner with the family. We were doing and planning things together. Um, we were, I mean, all of these things that you would do when you were in a relationship and move into the next level of either A, moving in together or B, getting engaged. All of those things were happening. But his, what he was telling me was something different. That he wanted to see other people. Right. He was still open and single exactly but in my mind i was like so that's the thing you know often they say actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. and that was what i was saying but then they'll turn around and say you know only believe what you hear like that he'll tell you so it can be tricky in those situations like that i've definitely had similar experiences where the guy is exhibiting all kind of boyfriend behaviors mm-hmm. and taking me out and calling and family, friends, all those kind of things like that. Um, but all the while they're saying, you know, they're not ready. But I got so caught up in the actions and convinced myself that it was a relationship, you know, and then you have expectations around that. And then it's not until you see them out with another woman or, you know, mm-hmm. they don't come through or you straight up ask them and they're like, well, we're just dating. I'm dating other people. It's, I told you I wasn't ready. And it's like, right. but you've been. And he was like, yeah, because we, I have a good time with you. You know, I, I had this situation like um, a couple of years ago and I found out about one of the other women. And when I like confronted him about it and I was like, you know, are you still talking to so and so so and so? And he was like, yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't think I can see you anymore. And he was like, we'll just call her Becky for here, <laughs> uh, sake of the podcast. And she, he was like, well, Becky ain't my woman. Like, you know, so let's right. not end our stuff. He was like, Becky ain't my woman. He was like, you ain't my woman either. You know, both of y'all are just women I'm dating. So he was like, I don't see why we have to stop our stuff just because. So, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm dating Becky, but. What's the big deal? Like, mm-hmm. it ain't like, oh, I'm dating her because I like her more than you. I'm just dating her, too. And 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 to me, it was like the crossroads with that particular situation where I realized, like, I don't, I'm not interested. You know, I would rather cut our losses and remain cool and not continue to see you in a dating aspect because we were, you know, romantic together and, well whatever, I don't have nothing to hide, intimate together. <laughs> we grown, y'all. Exactly. So if you can't get with that, then we understand that. Yeah. Never claim <laughs> to be um, a purity princess over here. So, But me and purity this guy, <laughs> me and this guy Ooh. were intimate at the time, you know, and dating. And so I just 
was like, well, I, I don't want to continue in this way because now I know you're dating other women. And it was the same thing. He had said it, but it wasn't until, you know, something came about to where it actually mm-hmm. became a real conversation. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I knew that. And why do we do that? Do we think we're going to change the guys? Do we think that they'll change their mind? I mean, I I think in my situation, that's what I thought. Well, he's not ready now, but he will be, you know, or, okay, he's dating other people, but he's going to see how great I am. You know, it kind of can get like a competition, sadly. Absolutely. <laughs> I, thought, I mean, I've thought those things before, but in the situation that I was in, I just thought that he's saying these things, but his actions are showing me something different. And to me, actions speak louder than words. So if you're showing me all of these different things, we're spending every weekend together and days during the week. When do you have time to date other people? Like, when is this going on? So my whole thing, right? you make time for what you want to make time for. That's absolutely, you're absolutely right about that I mean, in my situation, I found I went on out of the country on a trip, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was out of the country for two weeks and that was... You know, when he and I finally had the conversation about it, that was that was when he made time for Becky. Oh, I was gone for a couple of days to work <laughs> and couldn't get in touch with him overnight. To, I usually used to call him and say, oh, I've made it to my destination. And I used to travel every week. And so I assumed that during the times that I was gone is when he made the time. And I just didn't realize that until this one time, the, the very last time. And I was like... Hey, I've been trying to call you. You okay? I'm concerned. You you tell me to call you and check in. Called and checked in to let you know I made it safe. Then I called the next, like later on that night, nothing. Then I called that morning and then nothing. Midday, he calls me. I'm like, what is going on, dude? And he is like very casual about it. Like, oh, nothing. I was like, well, I've been trying to call you. I was like, and then it just, something came over me. And I was like, were you out on a date? And I don't know what made me yeah. ask that, but I did. Straight up. And he was like, as a matter of fact, I was. And mm-hmm. we have always been honest with one another. Um, and he was like, I was. I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, did you sleep with her? Of course, I didn't say that. I said something else because I was like pissed at that point. Been there. And he was like, no. And so I was like, well, did you kiss her? Renee, I'm not going to answer that. Yes. That means yes. Right. And it meant yes. Absolutely. I was like, did you did you stay over our house? I'm not going to answer that, Renee. So mm-hmm. I knew at that point. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm like done. Like, seriously? Like, I just had dinner with you, your mama, your stepdad, wow. your grandmother, your son. So even when you meet the family, they still don't right. guarantee you. Exactly. So how will you know? Well, that's what we all wonder. And and we're so glad you guys are asking this question. (laughs) (laughs) I follow this couple uh, on Instagram, the Duvalls. And one of the things that I like about them is their love for one another, their family. They're like, they do like sitcom kind of stuff online. He's, uh, their family is all like in the business and they're very funny. They put out some pretty funny videos. At any rate, he put out something about being monogamous. And he was like, monogamy is hard as you know what. And he said he chose, um, he said he didn't choose monogamy because of his now wife. He didn't choose monogamy because she's perfect or because he's perfect. He was like, quite the contrary. In fact, 
It was difficult. He had to learn how to practice it. And it was just the beginning, and it didn't seem fair. You want me to just be with one person, have sex with only one person, only be able to put up with one person for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, that ain't fair. And he said it was a struggle for him. He was like, there's too many beautiful women that are out there. He said, but then it it just happened, basically. And it meaning that it had nothing to do with sex. It had sex. It had nothing to do with love. What it came down to is it being him. Yeah. It was him being ready. And when it hit him, he became clear that monogamy isn't for anyone, but he knew that he wanted to be with someone to show unconditional love, and this is the woman that he wanted to be with. He was very upfront with her, but what he needed in a relationship, and I always talk about this on our po- past podcasts, is understanding what your needs are versus your wants um, when it comes down to your relationships, because... Your needs are what you have to have in order for your relationship to function. And he had to talk about what his needs were for sex, for falling in love, to be with somebody for the rest of their lives. And she was able to meet all of those things. Yeah. And so that's when he knew that it had hit him. But I love what you said in there, too, about that he decided. And I think that's the big thing is going back to what we were saying. We tend to think we do so much for a man or whatever. He'll come around or a lot of women like pressure and give men ultimatums mm-hmm. at the end of the day the man makes the choice and that's why you have to believe a man when he says I'm not ready for a relationship I was reading some blog and I can't think of what it was where I found it but it was everybody was it was a comment section like a form and somebody had wrote in for advice and everybody was like oh he's probably dating somebody else this is this and and finally, somebody else was like, or he could just not be ready for a relationship. Yes. And we need to believe that. And when a man says that, we need to hear him out. And that could just be it because that truly is right. When they are ready, it is a decision that they will make. And I've always heard two school of thoughts. You'll hear men say it was Renee. Soon as I met Renee, I knew she was the one and... I was willing to instantly, you know, commit to her or whatever. Then you hear the other school of thought and what the other men say is that I was just ready. Mm-hmm. I had a um, guy friend who was in a long-term relationship. He and this girl lived together for like five years. She had moved to like three cities following him around and... um they had broke up because she was waiting on the ring and he was never giving it to her. And each city that they moved in, he kept saying, yeah, we're going to get married. And and he just kept putting it off. Mm -mm. And he said he loved her, but he said he always knew he wasn't in love with her and he just felt he wasn't ready. So they broke up. He met another girl um, like a year or so after. Similar thing. Like, they moved in together. They moved, like, cross-country together. And this time, he was proposing. And I asked him, okay, well, so what is it about her? And he was like, I mean, she's cool. She's been there for me. Like, you know, I gave her crap in the beginning and she's rode with me. But he was like, I'm just ready. And he was so, let's say the first girlfriend's uh, name was Becky for this. (laughs) Becky is just going to be the standard name. Dang, Becky. Uh, So the ex-girlfriend before that broke up with him, you know, because he wouldn't give her the ring, Becky. And the new girl will just say she Tasha. Hey, Tasha. Mm -hmm. You can read between the lines on that if you want to, because there is something there in the (laughs) Becky and Tasha. But anyways, 
what I asked, what he said was, if I was still with Becky, she would have this ring. That it wasn't necessarily anything particular about Tasha. It was that he was ready. Mm -hmm. And if he was still with Becky, Becky would have the ring. Mm -hmm. That he was like, I'm, he was like, my parents are getting older. I want to give them grandkids. I want to settle down. And, and just like that. So, you know, I mean, it really is like you have to let that man come around to that and make that decision for himself. And, you know, that's why you hear people like, I was with somebody for five years. They never settled down. And then six months later, they met somebody and they already are married or whatever, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but for some men, it is a combination of them being ready. And then like this woman coming along that really like changes their mind about like what Duvall was saying, like how he viewed monogamy or whatever. You know, it sounds like it was a, a combination of him making that decision, but also seeing Here's a woman who is also like willing to meet me where I am, mm -hmm. and I feel will be able to pro provide me all these things that I need, like you said, and that comes with being honest too. How many times Absolutely. do we get into these situationships and things? Because we're not honest when we enter into things like about what we really want and the status of what we're doing. Because sometimes we just don't know. We've never sat down with ourselves yes. to sit. And say, okay, this is my list. <clears throat> and it's okay to have a list. People think lists are bad things. You can have a list of these are my needs that I want to have when I'm with someone. And these are my wants. My needs are my absolute must. I need to have this in order for my relationship to work. But this is what I want. So this is the icing on the cake. And if I get this, this is awesome. But if I don't, it's not a deal breaker. And when you are honest with yourself with those things that's when you can go to somebody and be honest with them. I mean, I, I was talking to a guy and I was like, I, I dated a guy, I think last year. Um, and I'm, I'm allergic to smoke. We do a lot of dating, y'all. Can't you tell? <laughs> no judgment here. It's okay to date. That's how you find who you're supposed to be with. Um, so at any rate, I was dating this one guy and, uh, I'm allergic to smoking. He was, he wasn't a smoker. I won't date smokers, but if they smoke cigars on an occasion, I'm okay with that. I was very upfront with that. <clears throat> and he was very upfront with that. He smokes every day. And I was like, well, are, you know, as long as you don't smoke around me, that's fine. And so he was like, I won't smoke around you. But that didn't turn out that way. Cause literally he smoked every day. So when I would go over his house, his house smelled like cigars. He would smoke inside the house. So the whole house would be full of smoke. I would go home and then I would smell like smoke. And then I would have inhaled that smoke and my sinuses are all jacked up. And then it's a whole thing. That was a need for me is to be with somebody who doesn't smoke. Like I said, an occasional cigar is okay. I just can't be around but it. But that's still smoking though. And you it is. A, I, you, you may not need, even need to be with somebody who occasionally smokes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that that's something that I need to be honest with myself right. and say, you know what? I really don't need to be around someone who's, who smokes at all. Yeah. So that's a, a prime example of that is just understanding that need versus that want and being honest. Like I might have to reevaluate what my needs are at this point. Mm -hmm. Y'all just had an honesty moment for me. Yeah. See, it ain't just smoke and smoke, whether it's every day or twice a month. Say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so what else I know you got a couple of uh, yes. articles and tips to share absolutely so I, I want to say one thing is that I used to be that girl um, and have those conversations expecting different results with my um, 
with guys and saying, oh, well, this, that, that, and the other. And if he's this way and if he's that way and having this checklist and blah, 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 blah. But expecting the same thing over and over and over again is what? And getting different, getting the same results, but expecting different results is what? Called insanity. So it's insane to think that you could change somebody's mind to be with you or to stay with you or commit to you. Mm-hmm. So don't have those ideas of that insanity. And then if you are, you know, you have to just be one-on-one and be honest with yourself and give that time to yourself. And the same goes for men. When you're ready, you're ready. When he's ready, he's ready. And if you're ready together, then that is just even all better. And what I found is that as I was looking through this, his wife, his now wife, uh, Deval's wife, Kadeen, she had a response that was actually pretty cool that I found on Instagram too because I follow her as well. I just love this couple. I'm telling y'all. Um, and I don't follow this couple. I think they're I know just them, the cutest couple. Yeah, I don't follow them. And um, she was saying that she, they've known each other since they were like 18. They were, ended up being college sweethearts. They dated. And she was like, but is this the one for me? I don't know. Like, what do I do? So she was like, she felt like she was too young. So she took time to explore. So I'm saying take time to explore. And she did it on her time and her terms. And then she told him, you know, this is what I want to do. She wrote the dice. She gambled on it. And then she realized that this is the person that she wanted to be with. But she made that decision for her on her terms in her time. So just like we want men to be ready, we have to also be ready too on our terms and our times. So one of the things that I found is that... And I'll say that because I think that's... I know that we title this when he's not ready, but there are times when women are not ready. Oh, absolutely. And, And it's not just on them to control the relationship and where it goes like I've had a scenario like that where the guy was like oh I'm just you know not ready and so I just want to make sure you know that I don't want to send you mixed signals or this 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 and I was like who says I was ready to be with you (laughs) right I'm still evaluating and observing this thing as well. Exactly. You know, and just getting to know you build a friendship because that's what's most important. And that's the the other thing I would like to say. Like, it's great, like you said, when you can... My boyfriend last year, and I've talked about this before, we we ultimately did not work out. That's the one who I shared before broke up with me, which was the best decision. But when we got together... It was that perfect, like, he was ready, I was ready, he wanted marriage, so it was kind of like, boom, like, came in. You know, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was missed there, and what I believe happens a lot, is building that friendship foundation. Absolutely. And really getting to observe people, which is why, a couple months in, we started having so many issues. I started seeing I wasn't really as compatible with this person. They didn't like to travel. They didn't... You know, was Ooh, kind of that's like a need for you. That's yeah, not a, that's, that's a not need. a that's not a want. That's a that need for you. That is a need for me. Yes, and so I found out that the last trip he had taken had been like seven years, and I was like, unacceptable, Un- <laughs> unacceptable. And I tried to get us to go to just like a road trip. Oh lord, he's probably having Detroit. a nervous breakdown. It was all this drama about Detroit ain't safe. This is it, and I was just like, really, like. Okay, what about Lake Michigan Vineyard? Like anything. Milwaukee. <laughs> like she said Milwaukee. Let's go to Milwaukee. Right. You know, it, that was not, but anyway, what happens is sometimes we are so busy trying to rush a process 
because we are trying to sometimes, now I'm going to speak to my ladies here, only because I know men, some men get caught up in this, but women, we get caught up in that age thing. And by this mm, date, and by that, that this time day, clock, that time clock, and I understand there's biological good. attached to that, but um, yeah, so we can tend to rush it because it's like by this time we need to be doing this and this and that without really getting to build that friendship, get to know um, somebody. And we were talking about this yesterday, you know, because some, you know, people were just sharing different experiences and somebody was like, that's the best part of, like, getting to know somebody and dating is the courting. Mm-hmm. And I think we miss that sometimes because you have to be careful because if you get jump right into a relationship with somebody, they can kind of, like, bypass all the courting because they're like, oh, we go together now. Right. So I can just come over here and Netflix and chill and this, this, and this. And it's like, no, we need to be going out. We need to be going out a lot. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, be enjoying experiences together because those are the kind of things that you can, like, um, have memories of. And that's how you really get to know somebody in different settings. And I, so I just am a firm believer now. It's great, you know, to find somebody who's ready and wants the same things that I, I want. But I also, you know, like pump the brakes too it's like it's so great yes you want the same things i want yes i'm ready let's take this time and really get to know each other and see how we're vibing let me see do you travel how what is your relationship with your family what is your relationship with god you know all of these things that are important to me how do you act when you're mad like you just can't figure that out in a couple of months and then be ready to marry somebody and that's where the mix-up comes in. So you talk about, not, you know, how do you know if he's truly into you? We mistaken that at that point mm-hmm. as a relationship because we're thinking, oh, he's into me, so he's ready for a relationship. But the difference is, is when he's into you, he's showing you his sensitive side. And this is via essence of an article that I found. Um, his family friends know who you are. He's willing to adjust. Major key. Mm-hmm. Major, Major key, key alert. <laughs> okay, sidebar. Number one way to know you in a situationship. Mm, come on. Number one way to know that you probably the side chick. You ain't met a friend nor a family. And it's been months. Not a zero zilch. Now, family, I give, because I don't like to introduce people to my family either, because families never forget. Where's, I still have an aunt who is asking me about my high school boyfriend. Oh, Lord. And I'm like, auntie, <laughs> married with four kids. Count them four. And married. Can I say that again? <laughs> yeah, so family, I get. But friends, like, at some certain point. So, anyway, that's just sidebar, so that's a good one. Yes. He's willing to adjust to make you happy. Compromise. Hello. What's going on with the compromise? I think that, you know, we mistaken that a lot into, oh, I got to do everything for him, 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 him. And we forget about what he's going to do for us, too. So it has to be a compromise. He mentions you in future plans. Oh. Yes. He mentions unique things he loves about you. Not just, just likes, but loves about you. Um, you're... You're transparent and he's still around. Mm. So that doesn't scare him off. He Because it definitely scares some off. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Been there. He proactively calls and texts you. Major key alert. Hello. Sidebar. 
Talking to the ladies again. <laughs> be pursued, don't pursue. Man, say it again. Be pursued, don't pursue. Mm-hmm. That's Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that pro- proactive piece, that is such a good word. Because I learned to say, you know what, what happens if I don't call or text? What happens if I am not the one who's like, we should do this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Radio Real silence. silence. <laughs> and, you know, in my current, you know, situation, I, you know, realize that, like, you know, this is what it looks like for somebody to pursue. Pursue. Mm-hmm. And pursue I Pursue you, now you pursue him. So I just want to make that clear. Right. And I mean, I, I guilty. I mean, mm-hmm. I had to have somebody a couple years back tell me, you were pursuing. And men can sense that. And it comes off as desperation. Hello, mm-hmm. I am not ashamed to admit that I have been thirsty before. You know, and like all the time. And it's just like, no, I'm the prize here. And Absolutely. also, right. And also, knowing that you want to make sure somebody is into you, that's how. Now, that's not saying never call, never text, never check in, because I balance that. I, I do believe in following the, the guy's lead at mm-hmm. times, not putting on the pressure. And like I said, you know, especially being in that place of where you're still, like, focusing on building a friendship, getting to know each other, you just want to make sure that, like, this thing isn't moving along because of something manipulative that I'm doing. You know, yes. I want to make sure it's moving along organically and that he he's choosing to call, he's choosing to make plans because he wants me in his life. Again, doesn't equal ready to put a ring on it, but definitely equals, like, ready to have, you know, choosing to have you in your life and showing that they're into you, which is important as you are building a friendship, dating, and getting to that level of possibly being in a relationship at some point. Absolutely. I mean, I I was recently, it's so funny that we're talking about um, the pursuit part of it, because recently I had met somebody, and I was like, I'm going to try something a little different, because I know that guys, they say that guys like to be pursued sometimes, and they like to. I've I've heard it on the Steve Harvey show before. <coughs> yeah, uh, and I'm not taking this as Bible, so don't get it as that. Men like to be spoiled, and yes, I do think. But I'm gonna hashtag no on pursuing. Well, I'm not them. saying like pursuing, like chasing. But so I was trying to be like spontaneous. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Because I am not necessarily a spontaneous person. I prefer for things to be planned. So I was like, okay. So I called the guy and I was like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? I was thinking we could meet for drinks later. Um, So just bringing up up that. But then I felt it didn't feel right for me. Mm. So that's when I was like, no, I'm not going to continue to pursue him. And then I think I had said something else another time. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm, stop. Gotcha. So I stopped, I reversed back, <laughs> ain't called since. Yes. Why? Because that's not who I am. I'm not the pursuer. I am the one who should be pursued. Because why? Like you said, I am the prize. So there you go. And um, also it's just the way, you you, know, you just want to make sure it's mutual. Absolutely. You just want to make sure it's mutual and that, you know, you're you're not manipulating the situation by always 
being the one, you know, pursuing and because there are some men and I have had guy friends who will say this. Guy friends who will say, I mean, she was always calling. You know, men don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, there are good guys out there who just aren't ready to date and be married, but are good guys who just simply don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So she calls, yeah. She wants to come over, yeah. And you'll be thinking that it's something more, and he's just like, no, I'm just acquiescing to all your requests, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be mean. Yep, absolutely. It's like a pity date. Ooh, you don't want that. Lord. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. And then another thing is what they talked about is that you'll have um, full access to him 24-7. So I don't know about that one, but uh, it's just saying that you'll be able to kind of know what's going on consistently. You could pick up the phone any time of day, no matter what time of day, to get in touch with him. I think that's when you are in a relationship. Yeah, not when he's into you. Yeah, full access 24-7. Those are a lot of bold. Mm Mm-hmm. Terms that's like partner status, yeah. You know, I know people, my ex, like we would share our like locations on iPhone together, and I know people now who like have their you know partners, you know, location shared all the time, they know passwords. Like to me, that's a relationship thing. I wouldn't say if I'm like dating somebody to determine if he's into me. A, the amount of access I have to his life because I mean at some point that's like a privacy issue I don't really even just pop or it up stalker. over people yeah I'm not a fan of like popping up over on people I wouldn't want nobody to pop up surprising me and um, I'm not giving you access 24-7 so don't get it twisted I'm not a big person on checking in what you doing where you been where you going Mm-mm. like relevant yeah but like in, in the yeah mind your business Back up, back up. Just mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. When you're in a relationship, sure. Like, here's my itinerary, boo. Like, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't. I don't know about that one. I would say, yeah, I, don't, I agree. Yeah, because you may mess yourself off of a situation because you've been dating for a couple of months and you're thinking you should have full access to the schedule. Like, um, I need to know where you are 24 hours a day, seven right. days a week. Right. Mm-hmm. No. That's a little lunaticish. <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, he shows interest in what you're into. I totally agree with that. Like, man, when a guy shows interest in what I'm doing, I know that he's into me. Not with, And without me asking. And not just how was your day just to make small talk, but, oh, I saw that you did X, Y, Z. Or if I do tell him about my day of something that happened yesterday and then he knows that I have a big meeting coming up or something or a presentation and he's like, oh, so how did that go? Yeah. That is showing interest in me and I like that. I agree. Support is something that's on my list of needs. Mm -hmm. You know, as somebody who, you know, has a creative outlet where I share and do a lot of things and have a lot of like, you know, opportunities going on. It's important for me to feel supported by my partner um, and that they take a shared interest. You know, and I think that's just any friendship. You know, I was talking to a friend yesterday and we did the check-in. How's work? What's going on with the love life? What's going on with health and wellness? Like, you know, and she's like, oh, I know you were telling me about so-and-so. How did that situation turn out? Um, So for sure, and somebody that I'm dating, and I think that also shows, too, that he's listening. 
Yeah. Which I think is a big thing with men in general. Sometimes they just are not paying attention to you. And I think if the guy is paying attention and listening, that is a good signal that he has emotional intelligence for one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to to communicate well and to be a good supportive partner um if he's able to remember like you said how did that client presentation turn out or oh how did your podcast launch go or whatever right. it reminds me of brown sugar when oh, um, one of my favorite movies yeah so you know when she was now nah, i don't remember their she was Sydney. Okay. What was Boris's character? I forgot his name. So Boris. <laughs> <laughs> you know when she was dating Boris and um what was Tay Diggs? Dewan? Damon? No. Derek? No. I can't remember, but go on. Tay. <laughs> Tay. <laughs> For podcast sake, Ricky. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll Let look, me see if I. I'll, I'll see yeah, if I look it up real quick. Crazy. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, Sanaa Lathan. Because now I'm just gonna call <laughs> these people by their real names. Sanaa Lathan's character was a writer, and she was wrote, wrote this article, and she had wrote a book, and she was talking to Boris about it, and at the time they were engaged. Forgot the name of the movie. Brown sugar girl. <laughs> Anyway, I'm thinking the best best man at this point. Her and Tay Diggs have been in like three movies together. Anyway, the point was that Boris was her fiance and she realized that he had never read any of her articles, had not read her book, but Dre was Dre. Dre had read everything. Yeah. And he was like, girl, I've been reading your stuff since, you know, whatever. And that was big because it was like, here Boris was like, she. She realized he just was wanting a relationship and wanting to have her too, but he really wasn't into her. Mm-hmm. And her work and hip-hop, and, you know, that was the whole theme of the movie, meant a lot to her. So for yes. him to have said, oh, yeah, and he played like he had read it, and then when she kind of quizzed him, it was like, oh, girl, I'll sit up and read all your stuff in one day, I promise. And she was like, you know what? Nope, that's a red flag to me that you probably won't even end up being supportive of anything that I do and do you really care about the work that I do because this is part of who I am and it's yeah it's, it wasn't and hip hop wasn't it. yeah that was their name hip hop wasn't just a part of who she was professionally it was also a part of who she was personally and so that's what I think it made it even so much more of a need for her exactly so moving on to uh, understanding if he's ready to settle down versus if he's into you. So we talked about if he's into you. So I went and also found this great article on women's health. And they talk about if he's ready to settle down and how you can tell. So one of the things is, I agree to this one, he lists you as an emergency contact. That's major. Wifey status. Yes. He forms an independent relationship with your parents. So he wants to get to know you and your family. Start picking out that wedding dress, girl. Well, <laughs> not until you get the ring, in my I mean, opinion. That's a that's warming up. You can go on Pinterest, though. I would suggest start looking on Pinterest. You gotta to have a vision. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He wants a pet. Yeah. That makes me y'all living together. I mean, I I, I know. That some people do do that when they're living together. Some don't when they mm-hmm. and they just split the time. But I think 
for people that I know that have done that in relationships, it's a big step because it's the first time you're sharing in a responsibility yeah. together. And it's also like pre-having a child. Yeah, yeah. He talks about buying a house together. Absolutely. I remember when I was going through, uh, get when I got engaged, we talked start talking about buying a house and the things we wanted to do. So I totally agree with that. He shares sensitive information with you. It's yeah. those intimate moments that he tells you and only you. Y'all are BFFs. Mm-hmm. His friends are all tying the knot. I don't agree with that because just because his friends are tying the knot doesn't mean that he's ready to sum down with you. I don't know, though. I will say that says something because I think just like women where we can have that timeline mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be a little like, okay, I want to be doing the things my friends are doing too. I think men feel that. I have a guy friend who has said that. He's like, man, another one of my boys got engaged. You know, this one got engaged last year. You know, he's feeling like, I want my time to come. I mean, um, I think that they could think that, but I don't know if that's a reason why he wants to settle down Settle down with just that person. I think it can maybe maybe push a guy into thinking more about settling down. Yeah. Because you have okay. to think what happens when men, when their boys start getting married, ain't no more strip club. Yeah. Well, ain't no, no, not necessarily. When mine get married, ain't gonna be no more strip club. <laughs> How about y'all go to a strip club together? I'm just saying. Different Make podcasts. it exciting. Different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you know, um, the guys' nights out and those kind of things slow up mm-hmm. because you all aren't single anymore. So you ain't out and about. You're not trading, you know, stories about women. And just as a result... Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, just as a gonna, result... You're not going to talk about your wife. Right. Just as a result of being kind of left out of conversations, like not going out as much, it may force a man into like, well, I need to get wifed up. That that could be... That's my perspective on it. I can I can understand that and I can see how that can happen. But yeah, I I I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um this one, yeah, he just wants to stay in. I mean, yeah, but I don't he just wants to be like with you. Yeah, but not a Netflix and chill situation all the time. Let's get out and do some things still, but yeah, he just wants to I would say he wants to spend all, a lot of his time with you versus he just wants to stay in. Also, sidebar, number one ways to know that you're probably not the side chick, not in a situationship, is if he's wanting to, like, spend those days with you in or whatever on, like, or going out on, like, what they call prom days, like yes. Friday night, Saturday yes. night, you know, because that is when men, you know, are doing the most dating. So if you have a guy and when it's the weekend time, instead of him disappearing or only giving you one day, you know, that's that's a good sign that ain't no Becky or no Tasha around. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I love this one. He's making plans six months ahead of time. Yes, boo. You better plan our life. Okay, let's get it together. I hope that's a vacation plan in there. And then, right. <laughs> and this one, he wants to meet your parents. Yes. Yes. And, I mean, for somebody to want to meet your parents, not just like, oh, let me introduce you to my parents, but really go out there, meaning is that he wants to get to know you, your family, mm-hmm. and they, plan ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's like making plans down the road. 
And it's also for, you know, observation because you got to know what you're getting into. And I think meeting family is a big step in relationship because when you marry somebody, you marry their family. Yes, absolutely. And, um, Don't you? I can, I can attest <laughs> to that. Say that. You do marry their family. Yeah. Okay, Whether so you want good. to or not. I mean, I think at the end of the day, ladies, we all know. We know when he's ready. We know when he says he's not ready. We just got to believe that. And we got to do what you do in between time. And as always, you know, you don't sit around and wait on a situation to come around. You be active in your life. And if you want to, you know, choose to continue dating somebody and, you know, just let things develop organically and see where it goes. But if you get to a point to where you feel like, you know, I've given this situation a time. I feel ready. I feel this way about this person. They don't reciprocate. You got some decisions to make as well. Um, but I think ultimately, um, like you said, it is it is the man will start showing you those actions. He will vo- vocalize, I'm ready, mm-hmm. you know. Um You know, you talked about Steve Harvey earlier, and just kind of to wrap it up. (laughs) He talks about those three Ps. I do remember, you know, that from that book. And that's, like, a a big question that Steve Harvey used to get. Two was the, like, he said he would always get the, why do men cheat? And then the two was, like, how will I know, like, you know, when he's ready? Like, when will will this guy finally make me his girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And I remember those three Ps. He said, men profess provide and protect oh i remember that yeah Yeah. and so that profess is big like as long as he's introducing you my friend toya or just toya then know where you stand Mm -hmm. and that's fine but just know Mm -hmm. but if he's starting to introduce you you wait for him to say this is my girlfriend because they want to profess that because that's a territorial thing Mm -hmm. and then provide you know that's self-explanatory you know they're going to start providing for you like you said Buying homes, purchasing flights, doing all these things, like making sure you got things in your home together. Like I dated a guy is safe. Yes, making sure you got your car stuff together. Or you know, I remember I was dating a guy once, and it was like, oh, I noticed you was out of paper towels last time. Here's some, you know, things like that. Yeah, and then protect. You know, he's gonna wanna protect you. He's gonna want to stand up for you if you're in a situation. You know, and a, a a fight needs to take place to protect you. You know, this is why it's important for a lady like myself to have a corporate thug. You know, because... <laughs> you I and need, your corporate thugs. <laughs> this protection piece is something that comes natural to the corporate thug. So... <laughs> the corporate thug of it all. I remember my ex, this is from a couple of years ago, but it was like... We were like out, and it was like we were out somewhere, and it was like one of his friends. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is my girl," and I was like, "Emma," and he was like, "Girl, where you been? Yeah, we go together." I was like, "You didn't ask me." <laughs> and he was I didn't like, check a box. Yes, no, right. or maybe so. <laughs> I was like, "Cause I definitely ain't been introducing you as my boyfriend." Right. But okay, we go together now. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm good with that. Right. But one thing I too want to say is that. um you have to understand is when a man like when he's ready he's ready but also when you're ready you're ready but not to question why me over someone else and I've been guilty of that and really understanding of what why does that happen 
And I think that um, I was looking for the answers and I came up with this article from eHarmony and they were saying that women who have the check, the application, who treat it as an application. So yes, I want to be married by XYZ age. I want to do this by this age and I want to do this. And so you go and you find that person who wants the same things as you do and they just fulfill that application. It's just an application. You don't know anything else outside of that. And as you get to know each other, you realize that you're not a match, like you were saying earlier. Um, and knowing that the one who he's going to end up with, she knows him and she's willing to walk away. Like she knows who she knew, knows who she, not just who he is, but she knows who she is. And she's not going to feel, he's not going to feel that pressure from her. Or when he does feel that pressure from her and knows that she's willing to walk away from it all. He gets anxious and he doesn't want to let her down. So he'll also go and chase after her. Um, and so the women that, you know, choose to, when he's more ready to settle down with that person, that's because he knows that he doesn't want to lose her. And he knows that his life is much better with her than without her. Yeah. That's a huge key. And that's because she creates experiences for him. And she adds value. Yes. And vice versa. And that's one of the things that I pray for every day. Is not just within a relationship, but in all of my relationships versus uh, meaning my friends and my intimate relationships is that if I'm with somebody, that I add value to them. If I'm friends with someone, that I add value to their life. Yes. If I'm with my family, that I add value to their life. So make sure that that experience is a positive experience, it's a fun experience, and it's engaging and that you mix it up from time to time. Don't be so regiment like I used to be and say, everything has to be planned. It has to be this, this, yeah. this. Make it fun. Don't talk about the relationship and say, let's talk about our relationship. Let's analyze it. Oh, my God. Guys are like, here we go again. I don't even want to hear it. And they shut down. But when you just make it about who the two of you are and the time that you spend together, it makes it more fun and it makes it an experience. Yeah. Okay, girls. And gents, we are going to wrap up this episode. We can go on and on about this topic. This one is a little longer than normal. Um, so chime in. We want to hear your thoughts. Um, again, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find us at Beauties Banter. You can also email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. And while you're wrapping up listening to this episode, go right over to the ratings and reviews and go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can talk about this episode. You can talk in general how you're feeling about the podcast. But the more you give us reviews and share, um, helps more people to learn about our podcast as well, too. Mm -hmm. So that's all. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.